Today's program is furnished by Speak the Word Ministries. Brothers and sisters, the Word is working. It's changing you and renewing your mind and hearts, whether you realize it or not. You just have to be persistent. The more you read the Word, the more you get to know your Father. Speak the Word. It's time to Speak the Word with author, Bible teacher, and evangelist, Pastor Joanne Ramsey. Speak the Word Ministries is called to teach God's Word and encourage the body of believers. Speak the Word. Speak the Word. God's Word. Speak, speak, speak God's Word. We invite you to visit us online at speakthewordministry.net. That's speakthewordministry.net. And now, here's Pastor Joe, continuing her message titled, God's Image of You. Speak the Word. God tells us in Ephesians 2, verse 6, that He has raised us up from the dead along with Christ and seated us with Him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Ephesians 1, and 23, in the New Living Bible says that God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made Him head over all things for the benefit of the church. According to Ephesians 2, 6, he raised us up together with him and made, and I capitalize made, because he made us. He didn't ask us. He made us to sit down together, giving us joint seating with him in the heavenly sphere by virtue of our being in Christ, the anointed one. You also need to know, saints, that you have the very same power and the very same authority, no matter how long you've been in the kingdom. It doesn't matter how long you've been in the kingdom, according to Luke 10, 17 through 20. It says, when the 72 disciples returned, they joyfully reported to Jesus, Lord, even the demons obey us when we use your name. He still does. That hasn't changed. The only thing that the Satan is afraid of is the word of God. And he'll bow to the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Verse 18 says, yes, he told them, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. And verse 19, it said, look, Jesus said, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy, and you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. And he said, nothing, he says, will anyway injure you. And according to Genesis 1:26, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Saints, our dominion is not to rule over other people, but instead we are meant to have authority over every situation, physical, financial, emotional, and spiritual. While all these words mean the right to govern or rule or determine, as I said before, dominion stresses sovereign power or supreme authority. And that is what the Lord has given us, dominion here on this earth. Praise God. In other words, the Lord has given you and me power and authority over the evil that Satan brings against us over his plots and over his schemes. And verse 20 says, but don't rejoice. I love this. He said, but don't rejoice because evil spirits obey you. But you know, we need to recognize that those evil spirits and all those things that attack us are spirits. But he's saying that we have the power over them. He said, all the spirits are subject to you. But he said, don't rejoice in that fact. He said, but rejoice because your names are registered in heaven. Praise God. I'm glad my name's up there. Hallelujah. I believe that most Christians, I really believe this. I believe that most Christians live beneath or way below who God created you to be. Simply because they don't recognize who they are in Christ or what belongs to them as a new creation or a believer in Christ Jesus. 
God made the earth for his children to enjoy. But just as Adam and Eve allowed the devil to deceive them into thinking that God was holding out on them, we're no different today. God's children are doing the same thing today, that the very same thing that they did. The devil is deceiving you every day, brothers and sisters, about who you are and what your rights are as a kingdom child. According to Genesis 1.26, you're already like your father. Understand that. It says that in the New Living Bible. It says, and then God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. And he was talking about the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Please understand that you're already like him. Jesus says we are the one with him as he is one with the Father, according to John 17. So God created human beings in his own image. and the image of God, he said he created them male and female. He created them, right? That's what the word says. It's funny how they're trying to change that, but you can't, you, you can't change it. You know, you mean you can try, but you can't change it. He says in Romans, for his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. Hallelujah. And since we are his children, we are his heirs, in fact, together with Christ. He says we are heirs of God's glory. But if we are to share his glory, saints, he said we must share his suffering. In other words, as a child of God, you're going to suffer some persecutions just like he did. But what we need to understand, most importantly, is that when you're being persecuted, it's not you that's being persecuted. It's Jesus that's being persecuted. And that was what Paul was saying, you know, when he was riding with Saul and uh, Jesus knocked him off his horse or whatever, uh, when he was persecuting the Christians. And he said to Paul, he said, why do you persecute me? So Paul was persecuting the Christians, but Jesus said that he was persecuting him. So you need to understand that when you're being uh, attacked and persecuted, it's not you that's being persecuted, but Jesus. And so a lot of Christians are mistaken by thinking that if God gives you something to do, it's going to be all smooth, but it's going to be the very opposite. You know, you're not going to get through it without a battle because Satan's going to be right there to stop you or try but you're going to have to be strong and bold and stand. Praise God. But the good news is that as a child of God, he is always there with us. We are never alone, saints, never, ever again. I'm so thankful for that because we have the spirit of Jesus living inside of us. Praise God. But you can't know all of this. You know, you just know you can't know all this unless we renew our minds as the word instructs us to do in Romans 12 too. I know you've heard this verse over and over again. In uh, Romans 12, 2, but it says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then, and I capitalize then, after after you do this, after you let God transform you into a, a new person by changing the way you think, he said, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Praise God. And then you will begin to see yourself as he sees you as you renew your mind. You know, transformation is something that takes place on the inside. It's getting a whole new way of doing things. It's kind of like your computer. It's a whole new program. It's all new software. It's just all of it's new. Since we're not of this world, so therefore we're not expected to act like the world or live like the world, according to John seventeen sixteen, We are in the world, not of it. We operate under a different set of laws. Jesus called them the laws of the kingdom of God, and this is where we operate. In order to believe the words of Jesus, we must let go of old ideas. 
and open ourselves up to new ones. There's so many people that have received Christ as their Savior, but they still got the same mindset that they had before, and, and you know, it, which is in the flesh, and they can't understand why they're not receiving anything. But you've got to change the way you think. You've got to change the way you see things. We have to change, open up ourselves to new ideas, you know, to, to God's way of thinking. As David said, he said, Teach me your ways, O Lord, that I may walk in them. The principles of faith and confession seems like nonsense from a worldly point of view. I know that. You know, we get talked about it all the time. However, friends, reading and meditating on God's Word and confessing it, or I might say speaking it out of your mouth, is what God has instructed us to do. According to 2 Corinthians 4.18, as believers, we call those non-existent things that God has foretold and promised as they already existed. I think the big problem here is that the scripture tells us, God's word tells us that we call those non-existent things that God has foretold and promised as it already existed. But our problem seems to be we're calling the things that we already have, not what we don't have. We need to be calling what the Lord has promised us. We need to be calling what we want, not what we have. And so that's a big problem in the world today, too, is that we're calling those things that we see in the natural instead of focusing on the supernatural. That's really where we exist. And because, we, as the Bible says, we're not of this world. Actually, we're just passing through. But that is one of those kingdom laws that I was talking about before, renewing our minds to his way of thinking and seeing ourselves as he sees us. I know a lot of Christians don't read the word, for they say they can't understand it. But you need to know, friends, that if you ask, that's all you got to do. You got to ask. God will give you understanding of his word. As a matter of fact, he even sent the Holy Spirit to help us understand the word. So we don't even have to do it by ourselves. I'd like to share this story with you that I read once about this little boy and his grandfather. It was called the coal basket. It said that every morning the grandfather would get up and he'd sit by the fireplace reading his old worn out Bible. And the little boy would try to do the same, for he wanted to be just like his grandfather. And one morning, the boy asked his grandfather, Why do you read the Bible every day? He said, When I read it, I can't understand it. And as soon as I close it, I forget what I read. The grandfather didn't answer him. He just picked up this coal basket and handed it to the lad, and he told him to go down to the river and to fill it up with water. The little boy, anxious to please his grandfather, took the basket. He went down to the river. He filled it up with water. But on his way back, the water began to leak through the holes in the basket. So when he got back, the basket was empty. His grandfather sent him back down to the river to fill the basket again. The same thing happened. The basket was empty. And after several attempts, he told his grandfather, Grandfather, no matter how fast he ran, the water would leak out through the holes in the basket. And his grandfather told him, he said, look at the coal basket. He said, when you started, the basket was black from coal. But look at it now. He said, it's all clean and shiny. The grandfather said to his grandson, that's the way it is with reading the Bible. You may not think you're getting anything. However, if you will stick to reading it, you will be clean the same way. Mm. Hallelujah. That calls for a sailor. Just stop and think about that. Brothers and sisters, the word is working. It is working. It's changing you and renewing your mind and hearts, whether you realize it or not. You just have to be persistent. The same is true for speaking the word. You just have to persevere. You have to be consistent. 
before you begin reading, pray and ask God for understanding. Another thing I would suggest is that you buy a translation that you can understand. But I would check on the translation. It doesn't help you to read a translation that you cannot understand. Just because your mom or your grandmother read that translation doesn't mean that you have to. No more than you have to go to the same church just because your parents bought a pew there or a window for the church. You know, I've heard people say they go to church because their grandmother or whatever had bought a pew in the church or one of those stained glass windows. That's no reason to go anywhere. Make sure that you select a church that teaches the word straight from the Bible. And don't let a religious mindset keep you from getting to know your father, which is what you're doing when you read the word. That's what you're doing. You read the word. The more you read the word, the more you get to know your father, our father. And don't let religion keep you from inheriting from God what he has prearranged for you to have, what is rightfully yours. There's so much that belongs to us, but we don't have it, but it belongs to us. Believe me, everything I get and everything you get will be from the knowledge of the Word of God that you have in you. For when we go to Him, we must know what His Word says about what we're asking Him for. You must pray God's Word. That's the only thing that He will respond to is His Word. He won't respond to your cries and your pleas, but He responds to His Word. And 1 John 5, 14 says, And this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, in agreement with His own plan, which is His Word, it says that He listens to and He hears us. Saints, His will is His Word, and He does have plans for you, and He has plans for me. Knowing His Word is the only way that you will know what you have inherited as his child, that you have received an inheritance. That's the only way that you're going to know. You know, I can remember back in 2002 when my husband went home to be with the Lord. I had to find out what he had left me so I'd know what I was going to live on. And in order to do this, I had to go through all the paperwork, his investments, life insurance, his retirement benefits, all this had to be gone over. And once I had completed this, and I had all the paperwork together, the title deeds, you know, etc., all those things that they require for you, I then had to acquire death certificates for proof of his death. And having done all of this, I began sending out letters and making phone calls. I began putting a claim on what I had inherited from my husband. And they had no choice, since but to give it to me because I had proof that it belonged to me. And as a child of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ, you have proof too. According to the Word of God, you have an inheritance and the only thing, and the only thing keeping you from your inheritance is your lack of knowledge of his word. The only thing, which is his last will and testament. Friends, in his word, you will find out what you have inherited. Just like it was through going through all those papers, you know, that I found out what belonged to me. That's the only way we're going to find out what our inheritance is, is from God, is through his word. Amos 3.3 3 says, how can two walk together? Unless they agree. You have to know the word of God so you can agree with him. Praise God. Are you hearing me? In Galatians 3.27-3.29, a New Living Bible says, For as many of you as were baptized into Christ, into a spiritual union and communion with Christ, the Anointed One, have put on and clothed yourself with Christ. In other words, you have become a new creation, a new creature, clothed in Christ. And now that you belong to Christ, you are the true children of Abraham. You are his heirs, and God's promise to Abraham belongs to you. Everything. This is what God is saying in his word. His word is your proof. 
saints. It's your proof that you are joint heirs with Christ Jesus. And so everything that belongs to Jesus now belongs to us. Praise God. Jesus died so we could inherit the things that God wanted us to have. I'm sure that all of you know that someone must die in order for there to be a last will and testament, since it has no force or legal power as long as the one who made it is alive. So, but in order to lay claim to it, we must first believe that it is ours and then look into God's word to see what is ours. If you had someone to pass away that you left something, you're not going to get it unless you've got some proof that it belongs to you. But we have proof that we have an inheritance in Christ Jesus and everything he has belongs to us. So we may have to get a new way of thinking and train our mouths to speak what God's word says about us. He tells us in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 to lean on him, to trust and be confident in him with all your heart and mind, and do not rely on your own insight or your own understanding. In verse 6, it said, In all your ways, know, recognize, acknowledge him, and he will direct and make straight and plain your paths. Praise God. He is saying to lean on him. Trust him. Recognize that he is your father. He wants you to know that he is your source. This is something that we, so many people do not understand. They think their job is their source or the bank is their source or the people their source. God is the only one that is our source. He will, as long as we're walking with him, he will provide our needs just like he said he would. He is Jehovah Jireh, the God that provides. But we have to understand that he will provide for us according to Genesis 22. It's not, like I said, it's not our job or other people that is our source, but it's our father. You know, a lot of people think it's their job or whatever that provides for them, but it's really not. It's God. Another thing a new uh, creature must do is not look back. We can't look back. Sometimes I get tempted to look back to that old self. The one that you left, that we left behind when, you, when we accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior. The Apostle Paul puts it this way. He said, I have not reached perfection. He said, but I possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. And he said, no, dear brothers and sisters, Paul said, I have not achieved it. But I, he said, I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. Praise God. None of us have reached perfection. We all come short, but thanks be to God who has made us complete in him, according to Colossians 2.10. I'd like to close with this. As a child of the kingdom, we need to put God first in our lives, saints. As a kingdom citizen, we're not of the world, but we, we are in the world. We're here to change things. God put us here to make a difference in the world, to change things, so that others can be as blessed as we are blessed. And unless we share what the Lord is doing for us with others and let others see that, then they're not going to uh, be able to receive what belongs to them. We all have been conditioned by the world, but in the kingdom we don't govern ourselves by the world system or the principles of man. We govern ourselves by the ever-living Word of God. Brothers and sisters, we live by the Word and we breathe by the Word. And we would have no life if it were not for the Word. Hallelujah. And you need to know you need to know God for yourself. You need to know him for yourself. That's what Job said in Job 42, 5 in Amplified Bible. Job said, I had heard of you only by the hearing of the ear, but now my spiritual eyes see you. Praise God. Remember, we have been given God's word, 
his book of instructions to guide us in living the kingdom life that he has called us into when we accepted him as our Lord and Savior. Also keep in mind, you are a new creature, a new creation, born again, a believer, and also you are the apple of your father's eye. Praise God. You know, I, I'm so thankful for the presence of the Lord in my life. And according to him, he rules and reigns in our life. If we'll let him, he'll rule and reign in our lives. I don't think you can listen to the word too much. I don't think you can read the word too much. I feed my body every day, my physical body. And I, I, I sometimes I think I feel my spiritual body. I feed it more than I do my physical body. But I'm hungry for the word. I don't thirst for the word because Jesus said if we had the living water, which is him, we'd never thirst again. So I don't thirst for it, but I, <laughs> I hunger to get more of him. But then I think I understand that it's not so much that I need to get more of him, that he needs to get more of us. You know, he needs more of us. We don't need to keep asking for more of him because he can't give us any more. Because the Bible says he gave us everything. He filled us. He has nothing more to give, but we do. And so it's really him that wants us to give him more of ourselves instead of the other way around. And we need to stop asking God for power, too, if you're born again, believer. Because according to the word, when you got baptized in the Holy Spirit, you got power. And if you don't have power, then you must not be born again. So you can't keep asking God for power, something he's already given you. He's given you all power and all authority. And he said, the power shall come upon you when you receive the Holy Spirit. And we're no different than disciples. He gave it all to us. And so we need to know it all belongs to us, not just a little bit. Okay? Speak the word to your body. Speak the word to your mind. Speak the word to every circumstance that mountain can't stand. And with that special word, we've come to the end of our broadcast today with author, Bible teacher, and speaker, Pastor Joanne Ramsey, here on Speak the Word. In just a moment, Pastor Joe will be back with a special closing thought. Speak the Word is a listener-supported ministry. Contributions from listeners like you enable us to continue bringing you this program each day. Learn how you can connect and support Speak the Word Ministries on the web at speakthewordministry.net. It's secure and easy to make a tax-deductible donation to Speak the Word Ministries with your debit or credit card. Our ministry telephone number is 855-505-2297. We'd like to tell you about Pastor Joe's booklet on finances called Receiving God's Financial Miracle. What exactly does God have to do with your finances and why do so many Christians struggle to make ends meet? The Bible tells us from Philippians that God will supply every one of our needs. Pastor Joe will share her heart on how God is a generous God, even when we're in need. She'll also help warn of some false teachers from the church who lie and steal in the name of prosperity. In this booklet, Receiving God's Financial Miracle, Pastor Joe will also help you align your words with God's Word, as that is the key to true blessing. Just ask for the booklet, Receiving God's Financial Miracle by Pastor Joanne Ramsey, when you send a gift of any amount to Speak the Word Ministry. Our telephone number is 855-505-2297. That's 855-505-2297. Or you can order the book by sending an email directly to Pastor Joe. Her email address is Pastor Joe. That's J-O at speakthewordministry.net. 
Again, that's Pastor Joe at speakthewordministry.net. And now, here's Pastor Joe with a final word. Father God, I thank you so much for giving me a spirit of boldness. I thank you, Lord God, for the words that you gave me to share today. I thank you, Lord, for all those that are listening online and and all of those that are in the congregation today. I thank you, Lord, for giving them a word, Lord, that has ministered to them and that they will think about during the week as they go forth this coming week with their normal things. I do believe, Lord, that you're going to bring back to their remembrance some of the things that they heard today. And I pray, Lord, that it will be a blessing to them. And I thank you again for your presence in our lives. I thank you, Lord, that we're not of this world. and We're only passing through. So, Lord, we continue to pray for the courage and the boldness and the grace to be able to continue to persevere regardless and know that we're not going to be overcomers. We already are overcomers, and we're already more than conquerors through Christ Jesus, who always causes us to triumph. So, Lord, I thank you that we belong to you and that you are living in us. And when we move, you move. So, Lord, I pray that each and every one of us will begin to do whatever we can. Some people can do more than others, and some can't do as much. Everybody could do a little bit. Let them do the best, to do the part that they can, Lord. In Jesus' name, we give you all the praise and all the glory. Amen. From Pastor Joe and all of us at Speak the Word Ministries, we're glad you've joined us today. Once again, thanks for listening. And join us next time here on Speak the Word. Speak the Word to every circumstance That mountain can't stand Against the Word, the Word of God Against the Word of God